Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket. It's been a day of dressing room games today. Mostly, anyway, they had a bit of play this morning, but I just remember those days here at Laws. Quite a big dressing room, and uh, the two games that we used to play was one was bouncing the ball off the coffins because the old bags used to have big square suitcases. You bounce it off and then sort of catch it on the other side, and that was quite fun. But I don't know, I always used to lose that game. Mike Gatting was very good at it. And then the other game was, was just corridor cricket. Actually, corridor cricket is always quite fun because there's lots of corridors at Lords, so actually lots of space. People, when, when you have a test match, obviously members sort of walk through and get in the way, which is a bit annoying. But corridor cricket's quite fun. Have you played that much? Uh, a little bit. I, I'm surprised, actually, that cricketers were playing ball games while the rain was on. Get, I thought you played cards. Of, or... No, but you've got so much energy. I mean, sometimes, obviously, cards as well. But I think you've got so much pent-up energy... You want to expend it in some way, and you've got that sort of competitive instinct anyway. So, yeah. all right, cards, but there's so much luck in cards. Or reading a book. Cricketers reading re- a book? <laughs> Are you kidding? Yeah, they, yeah. Most cricketers can't read. Can't read, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, really, it's, it just doesn't work. So, I've, I, actually, Joe Root was, was used the time wisely. I saw him in the indoor nets having throwdowns with Paul Collingwood. He is amazing, the appetite he has for practice. But uh, most of the others, I'm sure, have been languishing around, signing lots of things. You've always got loads of things yeah. to sign, as well as England players churning out uh, yet another World Cup winning shirt. <laughs> I mean, there must be so many shirts as worn by the players in circulation. Yeah, and Owen Morgan actually was... Uh, well, he, he was offering a shirt, wasn't he, signed by all the players for the Ruth Strauss Foundation. He also gave an interview at lunchtime in which he was asked about his future as England's one-day captain. He said, well, you know, we'll see. I've got a bit of a back problem, you know, which might prevent me from continuing as England's one-day captain. It's TBC, that, isn't it? Mm, Yeah. I've heard a whisper that he might be playing in the 100, definitely, as one of the captains. So he's definitely, I think, interested in... 
that is a well, that a makes sense, plan. doesn't it? That definitely makes sense. But yeah. whether you, I think he's excited by the idea of that. So, still plenty to look forward to as far as as far as his career is concerned, because that could lead to still being England's T Twenty captain, actually, uh, in the World T Twenty, which is next next year. What about the play we've had then? Well, but before we talk about that, just how do you spend a day as the broadcaster, like a day like this where you've got to keep going? Yeah. It's, I mean, how do you do that? Because it's quite hard, isn't it? And at times, when you've got this sort of expanse of never-ending time to fill. Mm. And in the old days, TMS would go off and you know you play a I don't know a rehash of some old game or go to a bit of music or an elongated shipping forecast? Well, various ways. I mean, you, you catch up on your admin. <laughs> so that's one thing you do. You've got lots of admin to do. You do that. You can read a book um, because I know cricketers can't read. Think but you think can. Broadcasters can read. Or, and then we, um, we, we talk about the game and we, we were talking this afternoon about fast bowling. Not something that you, you know, would be able to contribute much about you know medium medium pace bowling trundling, possibly yeah. trundling yeah you've been all right on that but no we talked about fast bowling with with Mitchell Johnson um, and, and Agus as well and Alex Stewart playing fast bowling you know how mm. do you how do you play fast bowling that idea that you know, as a batsman it's funny how you talk to lots of batsmen and you, you all say to them were you ever afraid when you were batting and they all say no it's funny they all say no but. Well, I think it's true, actually, because I mean, I wasn't, I didn't have great pretensions as a batsman, but I faced every single fast bowler going in the 1980s and early 90s, and there was a lot of them. And did you feel afraid? No, I didn't feel afraid of being hurt. I felt afraid of getting out and looking an idiot, actually, yeah. looking a fool by having your stumps rearranged or you know jumping like a sort of manic person, fending it off, and legs and arms going everywhere. It's quite. Uh, undignified. You can get an undignified sort of exit when you're facing fast bowling. That's what I was yeah. scared of, not actually getting injured. In fact, I, I mean, here I was facing Imran Khan in a county match playing for Sussex, and he hit me on the head, bang, you know, real crash on the head, a bouncer, and I went down, sank into the dust, and he came over and said, Oh, you okay? You know, and I got up. And I said, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm OK. And he came on and bowled, bowled me another bounce, hit me the next <laughs> ball again on the same place. The same. That's, that's fast bowlers, yeah. play, isn't it? Yeah. So I wasn't very good at playing it, but it, I never got hurt. So maybe there wasn't that fear of, of being badly injured. It was just getting out. Yeah. Well, it was yeah, it's fascinating here. I mean, Alex Stewart was talking about that over, or that match they played yeah. in Jamaica. Well, yeah, the game was abandoned, abandoned you know. Yeah. And he said there, you know, he said, I knew I was going to be hit. So mm. he said, I, I never afraid, felt afraid when I was batting, mm. but I knew in that match, in that innings, I was going to be hit. And, I, you know, there was a question of, you know, where it was going to be. You know, was it going to be a rap on the knuckles? Was it going to be a broken arm? Was it going to be something worse, you know, on the, on the head? And eventually they managed to get the game mm. called off, didn't they? He said he had a conversation with, with Steve Buckner. And what do you think about it, Steve? He said, well, it's OK from where I am. And Alex saying, well, you know, it's all right for you because, you know, you're just standing behind the stumps, basically. I have yeah. to, to face it all. Bloody batsmen. They want it all their own way. <laughs> I mean, they should have carried on in that game. So what? No, a few people went to hospital. No, they shouldn't. Of course they shouldn't. It, was, like, a ridic- it was a ridiculous pitch. Well, it was yeah. uneven. Keeps it interesting. Anyway, we, we should... Um, Talk a little bit about today's play. I thought, you know, fast bowling as a subject was interesting watching Archer bowling today because I feel that he's got to try and, and it's early days in his test career clearly, but I think he's going to have to try and figure out, or England are going to have to figure out, 
what sort of role he's going to play. And maybe it'll depend on, firstly, the pitch, and secondly, the other bowlers in the attack. Because he's playing a role here, obviously he's fast, but he's sort of playing a role as a line bowler, as an accurate bowler as well. He bowled 13 overs for 18 runs or something and took his wicket, didn't he? And so he was giving nothing away. I think he was only hit for 1-4, and that was a, a squirt off the thick edge down to the boundary. But I, I, I feel actually his bigger asset would be as an explosive bowler to bowl really fast bouncers and Yorkers, which I think is a hugely underutilised ball, something he's really excellent at. We didn't see one today. I would have thought that that would have been a, a priceless opportunity, bowl a couple of really nasty short balls to Cameron Bancroft. And then, all right, it, it sounds a bit simplistic, but even opening batsmen can be susceptible to that three-card trick. Yeah, he bowled two spells, effectively, last night and today. He bowled six overs last night. I mean, he did change ends. There was a, just a brief hiatus while he changed ends, but effectively he bowled six overs in a row. And today he bowled seven overs on the spin. I think because the England knew it, yeah. it was going to be a, a short session. They, everyone has seen the weather forecast. Last night, of course, they knew definitely it was going to be a short session because they just had an hour's play, so they unleashed him last night, trying to get as much out of him as, as possible. I think the same happened today. That As time goes on, I think he will be used in, in shorter spells but basically I think they just wanted a burst didn't they as much as they can give it everything for seven overs in good bowling conditions uh, did he bowl a, a bit short I don't know perhaps you know Mike Selby who knows this ground very well was saying he thought and this is before the test match he said give Wokes and Broad the new ball and yeah. then let Archer bowl because yeah. Wokes will bowl really well with the new ball and so will, so will Broad as well and he was sort of urging England you know, get, get Wokes on get Wokes on because yeah. he's got I, such I a good record of, on I this ground I kind of agree with that actually yeah. because you, know, you do get that swing early on which just zips off the pitch and when the ball loses its hardness after 20 overs you don't get that movement quite as late or quite as extravagant uh, it just goes a little bit and so I think you're right, whereas Archer doesn't really rely on movement so much as the consistency, extra bounce, pace, obviously, and, and deception. And he's not so reliant on, certainly not swing. I mean, definitely seam, but he doesn't really swing the ball. So actually, he can be like Pat Cummins, probably better with a slightly older ball. Yeah. I know you were interested in Cameron Bancroft's role. Well, yeah, I mean, he got 13 runs. He made a, a, a slow pro- progress. But he blunted the new ball. And the key thing was uh, Steve Smith, coming in at number four, faced only two balls from Joffre Archer, and he bowled 13 overs. So it, it was a very effective, although not particularly productive, role for Cameron Bancroft. Just sort of blunted that early threat from England. It kind of tired out the opening bowlers. So Archer's already got through 13 overs. I mean, if the game had carried on, yeah. that could have had a... A cumulative effect on England as it is. Of course, they went off, so they'll be fresh again in the morning. But Wokes also was tiring a little bit, I thought, towards the end of the day when they were playing, and it just made Smith's job that much easier. I mean, what, what an eccentric bat. He's, he's more eccentric every time I watch yeah, him, isn't he? Yeah. The way he leaves the ball. And, and he sort of plays shots after the yeah. ball has gone past, yeah. and he plays sort of bizarre attacking shots after the ball has gone past, like low pulls and things like that. He, he must be absolutely exhausted at the end of the day's play. All, I mean, yeah. he, he puts more into um, not, not batting yes. than he does actually into the process of batting itself and yeah. running between the wickets. Did England look any closer to no. getting him out? He's 13 no, not didn't. out. 
I had a, I had a couple of arguments with Derek Pringle today because well you always have arguments you can argue with Derek Pringle about whether the grass is green actually uh, but it, this today was a couple of balls from I think one from Broad and one from Wokes where he was right outside off stump Smith and worked it from about middle down to fine leg and Pringle said that was going down I said that was hitting middle stump yeah, there was one that was def- well there was one that he leg glanced for four that was definitely hitting leg stump yeah. that he'd missed he got a thick edge on it yeah. and the bowler you know never threw the bowler's arms up in the air, but he just doesn't seem to miss he it doesn't, does he, does he? Well, they've, they've, they've got to go with Archer in the morning they've got to go with a full Yorker a leg stump Yorker fast and I think he might miss that. And if he doesn't, he hits it before, it's worth a try. Yeah. We really haven't seen enough of that kind of bowling. Now, everyone's going to say this game is, is you know, destined for a draw. I've had a look at the odds. Uh, the draw is uh, you know, two to one on favourite on one betting exchange. Bizarrely, I think slightly bizarrely, Australia are longer odds than England. But I see Australia as more likely winners than England, simply yeah. because you look at the situation from here... England have to take 16 wickets. Australia still only have to take 10. So, you know, if going by that, you know, Australia, to me, have a, have a better winning chance. I still think it's likely to be a draw, but there's a lot of cricket to be played in this match yet. Two days of 98 overs. Two, overs, yeah, two yeah. relatively fallible batting lineups, two good bowling lineups, and it's Lords. I suppose it just depends on the overhead conditions. I can still see, uh, you know... A victory chance mm. uh, more for Australia than for England. I can I can see a, an England victory possibility, but you know clearly lots of things will have to fall into place. Australia's uh, winning possibility, as we discussed last night, uh, you know get up around England score, perhaps just beyond another Steve Smith hundred. You know perhaps get up to three hundred from here, and then the pressure will be on England in their third innings. This good Australian bowling attack. They'll you know they, they bowling like cheaply. Then Australia could chase a, a few on the last day. So in, England. Task clearly is to re- try to restrict Australia's first inning score to, to as little as possible, and then they can get in and you know perhaps get some runs on the board. They might be able to have two sessions at Australia on the final day. It's, it's a lot of ifs and buts and mites, really. A draw still looks the, mm. the most likely, but I wouldn't, you know, it's one of those. You know, lots of rain around. We lost lots of time, but I wouldn't. You, you know, you wouldn't be wanting to say, "Oh yeah, definitely draw." Put my house on this. Uh, probably a draw, and I think actually England, you know, they. Ultimately, they probably wouldn't admit it. They said we win the game, but ultimately, they're you know reasonably happy to get out of, out of this Test match with a draw and, and then move on to Headingley and and try and level it up there. But um, yeah, okay. I mean, Australia haven't. The bizarre thing is, of course, Australia haven't avoided the follow-on yet. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that was I mean, if they if that happened, if something incredible happened tomorrow morning when there was like a real crash of wickets. They need 109 to avoid being asked to follow. I think the match you might not enforce it, but you know, there's still that very very tiny. Possibility. Anyway, those. That's how the. That's what the future looks like. So the fundamentals is England have to get Smith out. Yeah. Now, what about you? Yesterday, did you go into the public in that shirt, in that red shirt that you wore? So, do you actually uh, show well, like, yourself in public? Well, I went home in it. Yeah. Did you, <laughs> any, any comments? Not, or not really. There were lots no. of lots of people on the tube wearing red as well. Yeah, yeah. it's nice, wasn't it? Actually, it was. It was great. I, I finished up at. Um, Mark Nicholas's house last night. Do you know I've played and I broadcast and played with Mark Nicholas since 1978, and I've never been to his house. Not not his current one anyway. But that was. was but you went last night. I went last night, and it was it was very nice indeed. And I talked a long time to Shane Warne actually, uh, who's still you know he's on some diet now. Where he doesn't eat after two o'clock in the afternoon, he's lost about five kilos. He looks amazing. Yeah. 
But I'm not uh, going on that diet. I'm going to go for a big notch up tonight. It's, it feels like one of those days. It's been damp. It's been a bit cold. It feels like a nice night for a big lasagna. Is it? Yeah. Of course, you don't eat meat, do you? No. You could have a vegetable or something. I, but I do like to eat after two o'clock. That is quite restrictive, isn't it? Not eating after two boring, o'clock. Actually, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. You, well, I suppose if you get used to it, if you can discipline yourself. Is, but yeah, not 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 for me that one. But I mean, I can see the logic in it and it, about you know, burning up the calories and mm. not not loading them up at after yeah, dark or whatever or in the evening. Especially when we're just sedentary, mm. sitting around. Well, we're going to be sitting around tonight, uh, hoping for better weather tomorrow. I think there will be. Yeah. I think the last two days should be fine. So, still, the potential for a result. Do, do you think there's a potential result yeah, or I not? Do, yeah, I do. I think, with, as you say, with two fallible batting orders and some good bowlers, yeah, definitely. It's just, uh, can someone hang around long enough to stop the bowlers running riot? Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow to discuss the fourth day's play. It actually seems weird, doesn't it, talk about the fourth day's play when there's hardly been any play. Very, you know, very little play we've had so far. What have we had? Um, well, a, a day and a bit, really, after three days. Uh, Thank goodness it wasn't match. the Ruth Foundation charity yeah. day today. Yeah. That would have been a real damp squib. Yeah. But it was a wonderful day yesterday. It got lots of good coverage yeah. in the papers today. Front page of the Times, actually, had the boys and Andrew ringing the bell on... Uh, in that uh, lovely spot in the pavilion. And Strauss, who was here today, still talking about matters of cricket and obviously his life as well. So I think he needs a rest. I think he deserves a rest, actually. So do we, and so do you. So we'll speak to you this time tomorrow. Thanks very much for listening. Yeah, well, we hope we have more cricket tomorrow and uh, a lot more to talk about. Goodbye for now. Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.